everyone. Welcome to Home From Home, a podcast where we answer your questions with our experiences and questionable advice. We're just two guys who like guys but love God. This is a safe place for real conversation. We'll talk about the highs and lows of life as a disciple with added baggage. Can we help you with that? Welcome to your Home From Home. In this episode, we discuss living amongst dude bros as an SSA individual and some of the new strengths we have found in being same-sex attracted. Stick around and welcome to your home from home. Hey, look at us. We're back with some consistency. <laughs> yeah, we are. As long as I get this episode out in good um, time. In good time. The one. <laughs> hey, it's okay. Um, but... Here we are. We're we are back. Here. We're beaming from slightly the past into the future I know. as this episode comes out. But we hope you're all well. It is spring. Spring has sprung. I hope, like, are things warmer in LA or is it just the same, like, usual haze of sun? I mean, it kind of depends on where you are. So um, it's nice weather. Uh, it is starting this week going to get a little bit warmer, which is going to be interesting. Um, not quite hot yet, but like bordering on hot. Like, I feel like we have like a few seasons we have like kind of warm, then we have kind of hot and then we have really hot <laughs> and then we have like a yeah. little cold. So that's kind of our versions of, um, of weather. I don't <laughs> know. Like, it just feels like there's not a lot of like nuances. So like yesterday it was probably like. 70 degrees outside so for all my people on the celsius it was like 20 20 21 degrees celsius so you know a nice nice little like whatever and then i think the hottest it's supposed to get this week is about 30 so you know it's hot not hot but i mean for us 30 is like (laughs) the hottest we get in summer here is like 38 39 so the I've noticed with all the like pollen in there, Soph and I get like allergies. So like it feels like our oh me too get, like runny and stuff. So yeah, are you taking tablets? Um, I can take stuff. Um, Soph being pregnant can't. Oh okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she. Uh, it wow, was, it doesn't it was stop. Having yeah. a baby is hard. Apparently, yeah. it's hard. Honestly, <laughs> I always give Soph a hard time because when we first got together, she's always said she wanted six kids, like five to six kids. That was her like goal. Yeah. And now I was like, hey, yeah. now that you're pregnant, do you still want five or six kids? And she's like, shut up. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so now, oh now I, I joke about I'm being sure one. I'm sure all the mums listening are laughing. Yeah. Now I joke about being one and done. Like my part of the pregnancy... I think it's so interesting, right? This is a complete side note, but it's like guys and girls part of the pregnancy, like girls part of the pregnancy is so much harder, like so, so much harder. Like all I had to do was the one thing that I spend most of my time thinking about doing and wanting to do the majority of the day. So like my contribution is like 15, 20 minutes of work. And then, (laughs) and then self has nine of, of like, difficulty and then actually has to push the child out of her we just want to thank you and salute all women yes salute all women you guys are heroes 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay, let's um let's dive in. We've got more questions for y'all. Um Wow, that was so American. So this first question is about living with boys who are the opposite of our hero women. They can be the worst. <laughs> they so, can be um, they can in fact be the worst. Do you want to read the questions on us? Yeah, let me read it. It says, hello. Um, I've just found out about your podcast. I wanted to say I love what you guys do. Thank you. Oh. So it says, anyways, I wanted to get some advice. I live in a house with a bunch of other disciples in my campus ministry, and I can tend to be the least dude slash bro in the group. A lot of times I feel like an outsider. My biggest concern is that a lot of times they can make jokes about being gay, which none of them are, just little quips about things they quote-unquote want from each other, and then roughhousing. I'm not sure how much my aversion to this is me being judgmental and not wanting to be involved, and how much of it is being offended as someone with a lot of friends who are SSA or in the LGBTQ plus community, and if it's an ungodly way to joke. If it's me just being weird, how can I get over that? And if it isn't right to joke like that, how do I go about having a conversation with them? Once again, you guys rock and have already been a great source of answers and thoughts to questions I've had, despite me being only nine episodes in as of writing this. Well, wow. if you're still only nine episodes You'll in as of us recording this, <laughs> you know, buckle in because things get crazy. Yeah. Um, if you really made it to the 50 whatever episode we're on, this is for you. Thank you. Um, this is for you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you are going to be on a journey. And I'm sorry. I love the, his, um, his dude hyphen bro. Dude bro. Yeah. Like dude, dude bro. bro. Like not dude. dude. Yeah. Dude. Not like dude or or just dude or just bro. It's like dude bro. Dude bro. I feel like yeah. dude bros will probably be the title of this episode. Um <laughs> Yeah. Okay. This is a great question. Thank you. I live in a house right now with um unlike Thomas, who's having his wife make him pancakes right now in the in the blessed in the blessed home. I live in a house with four other males, dude bros, and um, yeah, and it can definitely be a lot. And um, so I, I understand. I understand your question. I feel like it's mellowed down a lot for me as I'm uh, getting closer to my mid twenties. So um, maybe there's less what you call like rough housing and these quips because I feel like. Younger men are just a bit more. Um, I don't really want to say the word. Immature. Okay, yeah, I said we'll go it. with that. Immature. We'll go with that word. Yeah. So it's like I, it definitely like it makes a lot of sense. I think your concerns are completely valid. I think men in a group are often the worst. Is something about like the kind of weird masculinity thing about one man mm-hmm. being multiplied exponentially, which gets to like this crazy level which is really weird and kind of dirty and um, I don't know. So I understand you're in good company with us. <laughs> we wouldn't be like that in our in our bro's home and home from home. Yeah, I mean, hey, I can understand feeling like an outsider. I'm definitely not a dude or a bro. I use the dude word bro. bro a lot. 
I All do. Right, bro. I do use the word bro a lot. Bro. Yeah. Bro. Um, I think part of it's because I'm because Cal- I'm Californian, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, bro. I do use the word bro a lot. I can use the word dude a lot, but I don't. Okay, yeah. I was never one into like uh, rough housing or wrestling. What's funny is my wife actually uh, grew up or was in a house with a couple of dude bros and um would wrestle and like i was like sorry i i don't want to wrestle you like we'll play do whatever but like i won't play wrestle her like i just never understood the like the need to do that (laughs) okay what's with like straight people and wanting to like (laughs) i feel like you never see people who are like are never say never but you never see same-sex attracted people like being like you know what we should do? We should play wrestle because I don't know. Maybe we just get turned on too quickly. I don't know. Like, oh my I just never understood. <laughs> like, I never understood the need to do that. So I totally get where this person is going because I'm just like, yeah, like, what's this need with, with like straight people of wanting to like wrestle and then like make gay jokes and like, I don't know. I feel like as things progress more, like it's almost. Like before they would say it just to be funny and it was like kind of derogatory. Now I don't think it's derogatory anymore. And like, it's the cool thing to like joke and like, I don't know. Part of me feels like as culture becomes more accepting of LGBTQ things, like it's almost cool to be gay now. So then like, it feels like, okay, because it's like, we, we're not homophobic. So it's okay to make these jokes and like, we can joke around it because it's not like this weird taboo thing anymore. But I don't know. It always kind of bothered me when people did that. But I think as I get older, I'm like, I care less. I was like, as long as you're not doing this in front of people who like actually are gay or like whatever, like you do you, I guess. But like it can come across really homophobic. It can come across like weird. I think it's all in the nature of how they do it. But I don't know. I don't know if any of that yeah. makes sense. I just. No, that bonded. makes that all makes complete sense and yeah i i understand i appreciate like your honesty uh listener as you kind of question like you know how much of this is me just um like being judgmental not wanting to be involved and how much is it actually just being offensive offended um and that's fair and i do think it could be both um because like i equally can be and as Thomas was sharing, like we just really have no understa- no understanding of some aspects of straight culture, so we can judge it, right? So, mm-hmm. are we called to be non-judgmental as Christians? Like, yeah, I guess. So, should we still be loving and patient? Yes. Um, however, I do think, like, I agree that you know we should be able to um be able to bring up these things especially if it if you just feel like this is i don't know if the you said these are other people in your campus ministry so these are meant to be like ambassadors of christ right so they're trying to live like close to god and they're trying to represent god and in the way that they're behaving are they representing jesus so if not like I think you're so in your right to like have a conversation with them. 
if I was you, just practically, I would probably have that conversation just on a kind of one-on-one basis with people. Create like just a culture of change of like, just maybe how it makes you just feel like left out and it can just be like, maybe they can like wrestle and stuff, but just not the weird kind of gay quips like that. Maybe that's, there's not place for that really. So I think you're so in your right to do that. Just share about how it makes you feel. And to be honest, I think they'll respond really well um, just to that. And I've definitely had some of those conversations before of like, hey, that's kind of, that's kind of weird or that feels just like inappropriate. And you know that about, like, I've definitely actually had this conversation. I'm remembering it in a brother's flat a couple of years ago where, um, where it's just like, you know that I'm same-sex attracted. You know that that's kind of weird, but I feel like just in a group, you'd pretend that I'm not there or I'm not listening to that joke as well. So I would express that. And I think it was always met with a lot of humility of because I kind of approached it with a lot of like, um, gentleness and like hey this is how it's making me feel so and i'm sure the guys love you they want you to feel included so there's just this weird magic source that happens with just a lot of men in the same room which can be very toxic so i think it's it's your duty to to say something and and battle that weird toxic masculine energy especially with a group of men in in the church so yeah, no, I totally agree. I think there's a, a a healthy way to to have the conversation, and I do think one on one is is good. Um, just being like, hey, this is how I feel when you do this. Like, not that there's anything wrong with wrestling. Men want to wrestle and like do the thing. Like, that's fine. Like, give them space to still be themselves because you know you don't want to change them, and you know whatever, right? Let them be themselves. Let them have that energy, but like the quips or the jokes or things that could be construed as offensive. Like I think just having a conversation with each one of them and being like, Hey, like I don't like this. I don't know if you're same sex attracted or not, because in the question it says you have a lot of friends who are, or who are in the LGBT community. So I don't want to assume you're same sex attracted. I think you just said, you don't oh, feel true. like super hyper man. So I don't know um, if you are welcome. If you're not welcome. You know, um, <laughs> we love all regardless. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Regardless, it really doesn't matter. Um, You could still speak up and just say, hey, like, how would somebody how do you think if you're not same sex attracted, being like, how do you think somebody who's struggling with this would feel if they heard you say these things? Like, do you think that would be uplifting? Do you think that would be encouraging? Do you think that would be, you know, building that person up? Um, if you yourself struggle with it, you could be like, Hey, like actually I'm same sex attracted and like, I find this really weird or like discouraging. Can you please not? And most of the time, like, like Topher says, there's something with guys all being together, being dumb, especially younger guys. Like if you're in campus, like what you're probably between the ages of like 18, 20, 18 to like 23. 22 23 somewhere around there so they're still really young like amateur just talk with them let them know and i'm sure you'll be met with like love and compassion as long as you're coming about it with gentleness with humility with grace you know not being judgmental um you know and then 
if you're being, if you feel like you're being judgmental or weird, like ask yourself questions. Why? Like, is it just because you have friends in the LGBT community? Is it just because like, I always think if you're feeling some question, you're feeling upset, it's always good to question those feelings so that when you communicate with people, you'd be like, actually, this is the reason why it bothers me. It bothers me because I feel this way. And if you can like be vulnerable with them, I just think that that would be received. Completely, completely agree. Yeah. Um, well, good luck and good luck with your boys home. I hope it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, you can always move into a home here. This could always be your home where uh, I promise there won't be a lot of dudes or bros or dude bros. Yeah. But if you are a dude bro and listening to this podcast, you're also. <laughs> dude bros are welcome, but be careful because, you know, you're on thin ice. <laughs> Next question is, I've only heard a few episodes so far, so you may have already answered this. Okay, we may have, I'm not sure. Um, but it says, what are some of the strengths you feel you have as being same-sex attracted? I'm loving the podcast, learning a lot, and connecting to the material, even though I'm not same-sex attracted. So thank you for helping me understand and relate with people. Our pleasure. Welcome. Welcome, non-same-sex yeah, attracted we'll person. Cool. Okay, so... What are your strengths? I hope this is an interview. <laughs> My fashion sense is flaw. No, just kidding. <laughs> that might be more of Topher's strength. I don't um, know. <laughs> at what point does these strengths that I must tend to be stereotyped? I I don't know, but and some of them will just be your strengths as a person. Yeah, 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 and some of them will just be your strengths as a person. But I do, I don't know. I feel like as a whole, generally, right, people who are same-sex attracted do tend to have a higher sense of EQ, emotional intelligence, and, like, mm. just compassion and understanding, like, for the most part. Um, and so I think, like, it really gives me a strength of being able to empathize with people and be emotional with people. Um, not again, not that you have to be same sex attracted to like have high EQ, be able to cry, be able to emotion, uh, empathize with people. I know a lot of people in my counseling program had high EQs, very emotional, super macho, macho man, you know, and that's fine too. That's more than fine. There's something about wrestling with sexuality that I think like just deepens your relationship with god because you have to go to god to like there's this need that like may never quite be met I, i'm trying to word this very like carefully there's a certain type of way of meeting this need that you may never be able to meet need in the proper way that you feel like it needs to be met and so like there's this deeper reliance on god that has to happen I mean, even as a married man, right? Like I'm married, Soph and I can meet a lot of each other's needs, but there's almost a deeper need there that like Soph just can't meet. And so like that comes on needing to be reliant on like brothers in my life 
but then also be reliant on God to be like, okay, ultimately God is the one who needs to meet this need. Um, and I feel like it's a constant reminder to me, like when I feel like I'm struggling with same sex attraction or like when I feel lustful or when I feel whatever, like, I think it's a good reminder for me and being like, okay, God, like you're actually supposed to meet this need. Like you're supposed to come in and like heal me, do all of those things. So I think there's a stronger um, need for God. I think also as being same-sex attracted and being someone with a disability, being in like minority groups, you're able to empathize with like the minority and the lesser than and the marginalized and the people who um, maybe feel like they don't have a place in God's kingdom and be able to like reach those people. Um, I feel like I have a, a, a reach towards those people that just comes more easily. Um, so I think those are kind of the ones. Um, yeah, yeah, I think also being same-sex attracted, like, and somebody who's like actually been in the LGBT community for a period of time, I think it's really helped me process like what masculinity looks like in a way that maybe men who are not same-sex attracted wouldn't have to. I don't know. Like, I never want to minimize straight people's journeys, but like, I just feel like I've really had to deconstruct masculinity in a way yeah. that feels authentic to me and in a way that I can show up as still a man, very comfortable in my manhood, but also like not be this like machisto, like kind of like culture that I could be brought up in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And be able to like help me be a better husband and a better you know, friend. I do for me, it feels so tied to my mm. sense of attraction. I don't know many mm. of that. But that makes all makes sense. That all sounds like amazing strengths. And yeah, I definitely see all of those in you, especially Thomas. Um yeah, I mean I would just kind of echo those really. The I guess one thing that I'd add to that is that like I feel like those who have been through um like trauma or like hurtful past experiences usually have to overcome more in their in their faith because i didn't and and just in general like i feel like we get an opportunity to be closer to christ in his suffering in his self-denial um which is like cool and and exciting actually like I think I would often view just like the self-denial of something which feels so natural as just like kind of just so like monstrous and really like sad and discouraging. But actually like what a great opportunity for us to like know so much more about um, what Christ's character was like, where he put everything that came natural to him like aside and um, for the sake of glorifying God and God's kingdom. And, um, and like, we get a very clear avenue of doing that. And people get, I think that avenue presents itself clearly to people in various points in their lives. But I think especially for those who are same-sex attracted, there's a very clear commitment there. Like, are you willing to give up who you are for Christ? And, um, and I think that gives us a bit of a turbo boost in becoming a bit more like Jesus, you know, where, um, 
where by no means are we like any better or any more spiritual, but I think we're because we're so much we have to be so much more broken, I think it helps us to be even more like like Christ. So I definitely do think that is um that is a, a strength. And um yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'd add any more. I would kind of just echo all the ones that um you shared, Thomas. And yeah, I, I do think our sense of style is better. Um I do think <laughs> In general, just even like queer theory um, and kind of the, like what it means to be queer to me is it is exciting because what it does is it challenges and breaks down cultural norms and subverts them. And so what it does, I think, especially for those who are same-sex attracted, both male or female, is it challenges just really basic societal notions of what it means to be male or female and what does that look like and i think we um too quickly especially in the kingdom like just can ascribe okay this is what it means to be masculine and this is what it means to be feminine but we look at these characters in the bible who had um like these incredible strong women who had such masculine strength and determination um or we look at like men with just incredible sensitivity and vulnerability and God like celebrated those characteristics in that. And there's something about that, which is actually quite queer. Um, and that's exciting. And so I think, you know, I think that's definitely, um, one of our strengths is that we can like show, show, um, the strengths in, in all kinds of characteristics, um, which is a cool thing. So, yeah, <laughs> big up us, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, go us. <laughs> just saying all these great things about yeah. us. We're great. <laughs> we are great. Honestly, we're pretty great. Like we're we're fantastic. Yeah. So for all our like same sex attracted listeners, like you guys, you wherever you're listening this, wherever you're listening to this, like just feel great today because you're great. And you have so many incredible strengths, which are unique to you. So, yeah. There you go. Yes. I think that's all we have time. Yeah, I believe so, guys. Again, thank you guys for listening and continuing to send in your questions. Um, Please send in all your questions. Give us content because we're not creative and we need people to give content for us. Um, (laughs) Help us out. Well, I'm not creative. Help two bros out. Topher is very creative, but no, yeah, you're help creative. us out with the content. Um, and uh, continue to listen. Tell your friends about it. Send us emails. Send us all of the things. Um, we really want to engage with you guys. So any way that you would like to be, you know, foster engagement, let us know. Uh, we really want to support our listeners. You know, helps us as I always says. Helps us feel like we're not speaking into the void. Yeah. Help us help you. Yeah. Help us help you. (laughs) Help us help you be better. Yeah. Help us help you help us help you. Perfect. Okay. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Home From Home. We'd love to hear your questions. Please submit through the link in the description. Home From Home is sponsored by Strength and Weakness Ministries, 
a Christian organization that helps to bridge the gap between the Christian community and the LGBTQ community through awareness, education, and support. For more info and resources, go to strengthenweakness.org.